0: Hey, where are the white women at? But
1: how did he get down to his underwear
2: that fast?
0: We'll just have to take these pants off so that I can take a closer look.
2: Still others evolved so much, they don't even need
0: to wear pants. <laughs>
1: all tuned up. He's making me coming in and record tonight
2: after the city council meeting. You called me tuned up and I'm actually hundred percent sober.
1: I don't mean tuned up like oh. like you know tuned up ready to fight up. like Saturday yeah. nights all
2: ready right for fighting. Yeah we just say we had an election uh we, you and I just you and I there were two we, voters hundred percent two... <laughs> voter turnout it was great. I, I abstained I <laughs> 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 No we did we had a recent local election and uh I really <laughs> I I honestly had nothing else better to do on a Tuesday night than go to a city council meeting. I realize that that's your kind of hobby. Yeah, it's not Uh, that I have nothing better to do. It's just that
1: I I really am enjoying the process the last couple of years. Enjoying
2: the process. Yeah, all of your friends have really enjoyed the process, too.
1: (laughs) So we went there because uh, the mayoral candidate won who we wanted to win.
2: Who gets to sit right next to the mayoral candidate that lost right. who is the current mayor. So we wanted to
1: go there after the election, just kind of feel it out, if you will. And, I, uh, I was
2: kinda of hoping it was gonna turn into like a like a like a low rent version of the view. But it was it's just gonna be a bunch of women screaming at each other, just ca-caw, 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 just back and forth. Yeah, but we, it didn't. It was
1: there are four female council members.
2: I know. Four women on the view. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna catch hell. I know it. So it's our sewing circle. Oh Christ! <laughs> oh, God. There it is, and there it is.
1: I'm kidding. They're actually a lot more feisty than than the men are in general. Sort of sometimes in there. Sometimes.
2: Uh, yeah, the cattiness abounds. The men are just kind of concise and just go straight. You know, well, I would only like really only one. Right, because because uh, old Stew, he, he's he he's um he's timid, but he's smart. Yeah, yeah, and I think he uses resources widely, wisely. Until, uh,
1: until the mayor kind of janks his chain the wrong way, then he'll he's kind of just. I thought he back. was
2: going to give her such a smack last year, and I'm like, "Well, that's right. it. There's a scandal. He's going to be taking." <laughs> because nobody, sh- I, nobody should talk to another human the way she was talking to him. Yeah, it was bad. Let alone when council's in session, and you're like, you know, ah, anyway, it was yeah. just unprofessional. It was unprofessional. She'll be gone soon anyway. But everything everything that she was saying and everything that everybody else said in my mind i was adding once monica's gone to every single sentence kind of like
1: you add a fortune cookie in bed in
2: bed thank you that was the lead that was exactly where i was You're going welcome. with because uh instead of in you know so and so your your life will be plentiful in bed Instead of adding in bed, it was when she's gone or when I'm gone or when right. Monica's gone because all of the shit that they were talking about, all the progress, has been in spite of her being in the way. Yes, correct. And so – uh, It's
1: been a suffering through it. Everybody's been just, oh, my God, they have to slog through. you know. And you know that they have a majority, so they're going to probably win the vote. But getting there, it's like,
2: God almighty.
1: Yeah, she – Can we
2: just uh, – But it's uh, ding-dong, the Wicked Witch is almost dead, so it's fine.
1: Yeah, so it's um, Tuesday the day after Labor Day, and uh, everybody was off yesterday. Not
2: everybody. It's but, like the boxing day of Labor Day. Yeah. and um, It's where instead of returning everything, it's uh, you're hungover, which I'm not because I, I worked last and, night. And
1: by the way, speaking of Labor Day and of sales and of white sales and bedding, and now I'm thinking of beds. The sheets. And you know, and I'm thinking of beds. No. How many – I mean, seriously, what is the markup on a freaking mattress? How many mattress stores can this town – I, suffer through.
2: I honestly don't know. In the town, you figure within fifteen miles, there's about sixty thousand people. Okay, 15, 15 mile radius from the city center. Right. So, there can't be that many damn mattresses. And w- are we up to what four mattress stores now? I don't know. I've never. It's been. It doesn't make any sense to me, especially considering that none of them sell foam. Like like I know the the foam mattress, which I will never ever. Not have. go back to a spring mattress. I have a bunch of savages. I might as well be sleeping in a goddamn cave.
1: I have never. I ne- I don't want to go to a mattress store ever again because the last several I've bought were come up like in a big Tootsie roll. It's how they come up. They come they roll them up, and then they uh, they're compressed and they and they come in a plastic thick bag. Yeah, it's about the size. A king size bed is about that diameter, right? And uh, you know, it's six feet long or something, and uh, and then you just on, you know it's delivered. By some shipping company, and then it comes to your house. Crazy how shipping works. Thank you <laughs> for that. See, there's a factory that makes it somewhere, probably in China. Actually, a lot of these foam mattress companies now are made China. in the states. There's a pop. I think Purple. I think Purple. The mattress company Purple. You've seen them? I, maybe okay. you don't know of Purple. I don't. Okay.
2: Is that the mattress that you gave me? No. Okay. It's
1: purple now. <laughs> what? Uh, no. Kind of purple stains or some kind. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I, I,
2: I definitely eat a lot of prunes. No.
1: Um, I think purple is made in Utah. And there's a mattress company, foam mattress company, that's popular. It's one of the ones that you might see come across your Facebook news feed maybe okay. occasionally. I, do you get those is that the Tuft Needle or something like that? Yeah. I, I think that was. one's in Phoenix, I think. Oh, okay. So these are kind of America made. I'm sure all the that's foam. That's pretty cool. I'm sure all the foam is not made here. And uh, and uh, Paul checked his phone. I did no phone foam. foam. Anyhow, foam. So all these mattresses. I don't know. I'm just saying. Just look at online foam. You know the knockoff from the Tempur Pedic. Those were the first ones I think that were really. Yeah, I think you're right. They were thousands of dollars. They, they many they were. thousands.
2: You know, I've got a friend of mine at work that has a an adjustable Tempur Pedic, like the ones that, that move oh, up and down. I'm like, fancy. How much did you pay for that? And he's like, ah, um, pay, payments, paying, still paying. And <laughs> like, how many years? He's like, three years. I'm like, three years. Right. Okay. So here's that, a good. But I mean, they also say, they say you never go cheap on, uh, you never go cheap on things that separate you from the ground. Okay, Mat- no. Matt, mattresses, cocaine
1: separates you from the ground.
2: Yes, it separates it separates your brain from 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 this <laughs> from the, atmosphere. Okay. No, damn it. Oh, mattresses, right. tires, and shoes. Anything that's between you and the ground. I've never heard is, of this. You you've never, heard, you've never this heard that adage thing. But you don't it go cheap sense. on any of those things. I just try not to
1: buy shoes anymore. That's it's evident. I was walking out here at the at the ten thousand square foot studio remember last week when I walked out here and you turned uh, your light on yeah and you're and like what, what, holy what was shit. I was barefoot it was dark and what was crawling across the floor
2: it is a scorpion yep it, it was right a, right in the walking path it wasn't the biggest I've seen out here but it's definitely like up there in the top five yeah it was it was uh, with the tail if you outstretched the tail it probably would have been eight inches uh, so long. I,
1: so I got some brake cleaner and you said that's probably not gonna work but like, oh everything brake cleaner kills everything
2: and it didn't really kill it. It really didn't. I still had to step on it.
1: Yeah, it kept walking and reviving itself, and walk some more, another five Which, feet. And...
2: Have you ever been stung by a scorpion? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, it's a bitch. You would know. It would wake yeah. you up out of a sound sleep. It. Oh man, does it hurt? So uh, it, it, it's painful. It's localized, and then it gets itchy. Like after the pain subsides, then it's yeah. if you're. I have you know crazy skin allergies, so and and systemic allergies too. So it it messes you up that way too. But it it it's uh. It's not enjoyable. It isn't
1: true that these smaller brown ones like that one are, are worse for you than the big black ones that look so I think horrible. so.
2: I think that's like, it's like spiders.
1: And we have both of those out here. I'm, I'm told we have the big black ones too.
2: Oh, that's great. That's I'm cool. told. Okay. I'm so look glad. You, Kevin. You, Kevin, you want to
1: look that up? Nope.
2: Okay. Fucker, it's not even here.
1: Um, the uh,
2: back to the mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that many mattresses. Do you know stores. what
1: sold me on a foam mattress?
2: uh is it is yeah, it decent it's not, it's not, not no, it's okay. sexual.
1: no. I, okay. I used to when I went to South Carolina to work on uh airplanesies mm. uh one of my friends had a very large at home and he had the whole upstairs area was like mine as a guest room he had this nice pool it was nice go pool boat fishing work on an airplane a little bit and then just play the rest of the day mm-hmm. it was nice setup Anyway, he had a mat He had a he one he didn't like. He had a, he had a pedic, one of the earlier ones. He goes, "I'm getting another one. This one's too hot, too cold, too." It's a one that went to the Goldilocks. I don't know what uh, it was. Yeah, yeah. So he put it upstairs, and I got to use it. and was like, "Oh my god, I'm never getting off this thing." And uh, but they are kind of warm. They do kind of keep you a little bit warm in the summertime. Have you noticed that?
2: I actually have not noticed that. Okay. And I am a hot sleeper. Okay. Now, oh, Yo, you're a hot sleeper. I am a hot sleeper. Man. Now. When when I say that I mean I, I prefer to have it like as uh, like fifty five sixty degrees in my room, sure, if possible. Um, and I didn't notice that because you, uh, for those of you that don't know, Paul gifted me a, a mattress, a memory foam mattress, and it kind of changed my life a little bit. Like my back doesn't hurt anymore. Has it really done that? It, no, I really did that. Did that within a couple of weeks. Okay, uh, I sleep much better. Okay. They do wear out though. They do. The foam does
1: kind of get it it does.
2: But you have to. I mean, and and, and that one's showing no signs of it. You just you're supposed to rotate it. Yeah. Because while you form like you know formed contours to you, right? uh, I found that over time it will uh, take longer for it to decompress. Right. So at that point, then you rotate it. But I'm already looking at getting a a new one anyway. And I'm kind of wondering what the hell I'm going to do with this giant king size mattress. Because I don't want to throw it away. Are you going
1: to do a, a queen? No, I'm going to go to full. I mean, really smaller than a queen? Yeah. yeah Why?
2: Yeah. Um, just because I've laid down on a full size mattress and it's about right, and the room I'm in right now is okay. It'll it'll open up some more space for me, that? and I don't need that much more. It's just me.
1: I think you can get a a you know ten or 11, 12 inch fourteen whatever one of the hunks of foam
2: twelve inch full size for, like for about
1: three hundred bucks or two, something
2: two sixty shipped to my doorstep. There you go. And that's and that's the one that has like the ten year warranty or some shit, right? Anyway. And it's double sided, so you you'll get you get uh, you rotate so. it, you can rotate it and nine, flip it, and, yeah. over exactly.
1: All right, so anyway,
2: anyway, Jesus, why are we talking? No, about this
1: is worth talking about. So then, so then, it's like a
2: uh, it's like a, like, a, like a fuck. What was a Larry David show? What was that? It was what, where he was always angry. I just talk about a topic, the, 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 yeah. The, oh, the, the mattresses, and I want you to go to the store, and then you have to do the <laughs> da da da. It just sounds it's, like
1: a Seinfeld or a little Jewish comedian guy. Well, I've also been watching
2: the comedians in cars getting coffee. Like, I blew through, like, eight episodes They're yesterday. They're funny. They're funny. They are funny. It's funny. I'm just saying it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> But it is. is uh, it uh, they they are absolutely freaking hilarious. Um, you know, it was cool the Louis C.K. episode. I watched the outtakes of it. And it was just him jerking off in front of, <laughs> a bunch of people. in
1: front of everybody, everybody in, in the, front of the, was, the, the mic guy, the, Mike the mic guy,
2: the guy, the, the, the who's the boom, the the key, the key grip, <laughs> yeah, the key like grip. all the, all those people that you see in the credits. He jerked off on the car. Like it was, it was terrible. <laughs> you dehydrated from it. Dehydrated. Yeah. Skeet, anyway, I right, so so. <laughs> God. I don't, you so told anyway, me not to say the f word, so now I'm not saying right, the don't, f word.
1: Good, don't don't. If you say f word, is that as bad as saying n word? You know, when you say again, it.
2: back to the Louis C.K. bits, because he's oh, like, that's right. Yeah. What does he say? He says, I don't like it when people say n word. I because what you did is you put you put that word in my brain. You <laughs> made right. me think it. Right. And I don't appreciate that. Just but better, also, it's like, better to say the word and get it out there. He said uh, he was quoting someone on the news as saying the such-and-such such faggot N-word. And, and somebody was like, which which word is worse? He's like, well, the one that you can't say is probably worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about that.
1: There's a but funny juxtaposition. Juxtaposition. <laughs>
2: funny. Okay, so funny. so
1: uh, then <laughs> so the sleeping was good. On the foam mattress. It was excellent. Sleeping was no, good. No, I know. And what I'm saying is this, and then I started doing more research, and then this is what really sold me on it because I was going, maybe I'll buy one. And then I needed a mattress. And then all this research said, you will not get... The, the dead skin and the bed mites or whatever, all these, whatever those shit things are that breed in your basic bed because these are closed cell foam. Yeah. And it doesn't go down in there. Right. And your bed so just won't gain weight. It doesn't like gain. They, oh, that's so disgusting. It's so nasty. People that don't know this. It's nasty oh. to
2: have, been, cause so I worked uh, for for about, it was probably nine months or so. It was around the time Porsche was born. I, work for, uh, I worked for uh, Arizona Furniture, which was a, a now defunct thank goodness, uh, furniture place here in town. They're Castle Rock in 66. Wow. That big L-shaped yeah. building, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. that. That That's where they were. And uh, I, I was just the brute muscle at 8, an hour driving the moving truck and carrying people's mattresses out that are the exact same, because oh, we did a disposal gross. thing. Oh, man. We had respirators and proper PPE and stuff like that. But what, what really struck me Was when you would move them out of someone's house, put put the mattress and box springs outside, Uh move the new stuff inside and get it set up, and take the bag, you know, because they come in a giant bag. Uh Take the bag and put the other, you know, the old one in there, and then we would haul it away to dispose of it. And and by dispose of it, I'm fairly certain the corrupt pieces of shit that that owned that company were just dumping them in the desert. Yeah, I have I have no doubt in my mind that that's what they were doing wow. because every Monday morning, like we'd load it up all day Monday through Friday, and then Monday morning seven a.m. and get there and go, huh? Wow. Well, like, get to, like, the little gated, fenced-off area. They off didn't know where the dump, you It was think? gone. I don't think they did. I don't think they did because I never saw a vehicle big enough to handle all the mattresses. Of course, you have 40, 50 mattresses sitting there. I hate these people dumping all this crap. I, I really do, too. And, you know, what, I really have to say I love the the fact that there's the, uh, what is it, one bag a day. Yeah, that's have a great. Have you seen that? Yeah. Great Facebook. Facebook group. Super cool. I love that. And the desert, uh, desert. Fig- I, I, I can't remember the there's group. two different groups there's two different groups <coughs> you have the one <coughs> one bag a day which is just people who pick up litter out, out in the desert and they're combining their exercise they,
1: they're out walking around and kind of exactly. hiking and they bring bags and they which pick I up trash which I feel like I
2: should maybe get uh, get, <coughs> get into that habit because I think that's really cool they just walk around with a trash grabber thing and pick it up and fill up a trash, and if everybody did one bag a day, we wouldn't have all that. Right, and some of these
1: guys are posting on there like, we did, you know, one bag we got, which was 18 pounds today, or 7 pounds, pa- whatever, right. and they keep a running total, and some of these guys have had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of exactly. pounds of trash.
2: So anyway, that...
1: The, and then that, you just that, throw it in the ocean,
2: that's a convenient that way. Of unless. course. <laughs> you know what, though? <sighs> Put a pod of whales just go out you there. You just... say that, and there's very little difference between contained, <laughs> bagged garbage being weighted down and sent mm-hmm. to the bottom of the ocean. Very little difference between that and what we do in landfills. Except, I, I never really thought. What? Did you well, hear what except, I said? If you contained can. and waited. Oh, contained oh, and okay. waited. Sure. There's very little difference. In fact, the actual the the likelihood of contamination is probably less because you don't have as many you don't have as much uh, 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 geologic uh, pressure forces on it. Because there's our, there are containment systems around landfills. I, I have to really I, think that through. I, I w- really what it was is it, it, it. There's a YouTube channel that I follow that's a sailing. It's a the, these people that sail around sure. the world and
1: they see all the trash.
2: And, and, well, in the one like one of the episodes from a couple years ago where the guy like he uh, triple bagged the trash and weighted it down with rocks, and they were doing a Pacific crossing. They were mm-hmm. they, they had left the Galapagos and they were headed to like New Zealand. They can't keep their and, trash. On a boat for forty five days? Are you so that why all
1: these people just automatically throw their trash? Not everybody
2: does. Well, there's certain things like biodegradable stuff just gets tossed over as you're as you're going along because it can be eaten or digested or just falls to the you know the the, whatever whatever biodegradable stuff. Not gonna
1: last for thousands of years.
2: But anything that is uh, styrofoam, they never put styrofoam in, and they never put plastic in. Okay, but metal. Okay. Uh, and and paper. Things like that paper, that gets like, put hip, into hip, hip, a trash bag. Paper's gotta fall apart tri- too. Exactly. Yeah. The only plastic that goes out there is uh, the uh, the plastic trash bag itself. Okay. And uh, and then it, and they they at each island that they stops, they would grab more rocks that look like nice, like substantial rocks to throw in there so that it falls to the bottom of the ocean. So like that. To me, is actually pro. Well, so what happened was is they put out this video and he, it just showed him just normal day to day stuff and he tossed overboard all these YouTube comments. And they, well, I'm I mean, sure they, you got to understand it's like you got like they're like a boyfriend girlfriend type of thing. And the girlfriend, oh, that's the group. Oh, you're the, talking about, LaVa- yeah, Sailing La Vagabond. If you oh, guys yes. ever, if anybody out oh, okay. there wants to check it out because they're great, uh, it's Riley and Elena and they're Elena, great. they're great. So Elena is very, uh, Elena is the Sarah fairy of the ocean. Like she's very much Sarah. Ferry she, I, I mean, yoga every single day on the deck and makes you know. everybody, anybody, if they have her at any guests or anything on there They they're doing yoga with her. Um, she's, pretty much a vegetarian except for when it gets to a point where she's just like I really need some protein so they'll, she'll eat fish that they catch mm-hmm. very eco conscious and so on and so forth and she was the one that spoke up and said okay last video we had this happen dah, dah, dah. and these people you guys were really upset so I want to explain to you I was really upset too when I first saw Riley throw trash overboard and I started crying and I went off on his ass and then they kind of sh- go like go to him and like the camera pans to him and he's like she did and I slept on the deck for like two nights. And uh, she. Uh, and, and then he goes, and it was great. It was awesome.
1: <laughs> it was awesome. She doesn't have this hippie the covers, hippie
2: harpy. In her smelly armpits. Right. If you saw her, you'd, you'd be like, I hope I get to smell her armpits. Oh, but I lick her armpits full of free of odor. <laughs> wow. Oh, I'm learning so much about you, James. That's that, <laughs> God damn.
1: That's how hippies it, uh, remove the odor from their armpits. They have their I boyfriend slash girlfriend
2: uh, lick the odor away. Uh, no, that's not. I don't think
1: that's. I was told that's how they're supposed to do it. Is that
2: what you were told? That's what I've been doing. That's That might be what they do in the Stone Mountain area. but <laughs> oh God. Anyway. White power. But they power. White power. They uh, they explained it, and explained it very well. I said there's very little difference between what we're doing and what is done on land in a landfill. And in a landfill, if it's a newer landfill, there's a potential for the containment to rupture because of seismic forces. Minor earthquake, things like that can force it to leak out. In this situation, um, they're not dumping anything into the ocean that is going to become volatile. It might look okay, like if shit, the, if you... but it's also, you're talking about hundreds of thousands, millions of square miles of nothing. That might be in older
1: landfills, but I think when you're on final approach going to the Atlanta airport, and uh, maybe I will always have to go back to aviation with you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: Seriously, if you're on the, uh, on, the, uh, on the west, no, excuse me, the east side of the airport, so you're landing on, let's call it 2-7. You're landing on 2-7. Okay, you're landing to the west, and if you just look out, on uh, whatever so there's like these huge tiered
2: I know exactly big, what you're talking about big
1: yep. green huge mountains and, and they're waste management and I believe I think when they dug all that shit out in the first place they put this huge speaking of plastic big thick liners out there of course yeah and then so it did, if stuff gets ruptured it, it still doesn't go down on the water table and stuff like that that's what I'm saying. What if that gets ruptured, though? Well, that would take a while, obviously, yeah. but, you know,
2: I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, I, I And I'm not saying dump trash in the ocean because, you know, da-da-da. But, but if that's what you're saying. But that's you're also I'm talking about, what do we got, 7 billion people living on the planet? In fact, what I'm going to do They're, is
1: I'm going to drive my truck and my trailer full of trash to California, and I'm going to go right there near where the uh, Santa Monica Pier is, you know, Palisades Park, Uh huh. and I'm going to back up as fast as I can in reverse— all my piles of trash and slam on the brakes so all my trash just goes tumbling down the cliffs the palisades and just dumps and it might even not make the water because the water's a little further away but that's what i'm going to do
2: i really hope you choose to do that <laughs> <laughs> you're awful so you're not saying do that you're no, not I'm, saying I'm, i am that. not advocating that we're just you do
1: comparing that. what's worse
2: it's it's not what's worse it's the fact that people got on and got on the interwebs and made tons of shitty comments about them and how they're destroying the earth and all that okay, shit. Whereas they, th- those idiots themselves probably bagged up trash and went straight to a landfill. True. But they weren't cognizant enough to separate their trash out no. into compostable this, recyclable this, and this stuff. I've kind of and, become and, a recycled
1: Nazi now. To, not Nazi, to, but, but it's lum, especially aluminum. Like far left or far
2: right? Or glass.
1: Yeah, that's true. If you're a recycled Nazi, are you far right or far left, because if you recycle, it's to be left. <laughs> but if you're Nazi, then but, it's but kind then of you're German.
2: The right. So like, if you're German, then you're looking at opera, trying to operate at peak efficiency. Right. So anyway, um, not because you love the earth, but because you don't want to waste anything. Right. It's
1: not. Yeah. It's nothing to do with environmental or green greenness. It's nothing to do with that. the, the Nazis um, don't like the color green. Uh oh. So. If you're driving around your boat, floating around your boat in the water. Right. And you come amongst all these, what's that big hole thing there in the Pacific Ocean that's huge? The Pacific Ocean. Trash thing. The garbage patch. Right. Garbage patch out there. And then, so on average, where is the average piece of trash? Coming from is it coming from a cruise ship? Don't the guys don't the guys just dump trash overboard?
2: The, the true? I actually happen to know a little bit about this just because I re-listened to that uh, podcast with the weird guy with the weird name uh, with uh, Joe Rogan. The part of, he's part of the ocean cleanup. Oh yes, that, so that, uh, that boat and boat that boat, younger guy boat, boat, from yeah from France. He's not from France. I think he's from he's from ba- the- Croatia. He has a goofy name. Doesn't matter. Because like dudes, our trash is not going to end up in the ocean because it's going to go to our landfill right here. Potential, But some of our trash might end up in there. No, but they come from coastal areas. And he was talking about how most of the trash in the Pacific garbage patch comes from uh, India, Indonesia, um, uh, portions of northern Australia, and uh, China is the big one. China is the they biggest. They just throw it in the ocean? And another thing I read earlier this week is that, yes, uh, plastic straws suck. We should be using reusable stuff. <laughs> Or or like the remember the straw? Yeah. The straw Jasmine,
1: where's our portable straw? A retractable not, straw.
2: Oh yeah. I wonder what happened with that. Yeah, Jasmine, why don't you get back to us on that? Yeah. You know, straw as in straw like like a like like a hillbilly straw oh. remember that? I, I went to that coffee shop in Tucson yeah, and it was it was came back with from, the edible uh, plastic. Yeah. The sugar plastic and the sugar plastic lid that they said don't leave it out in the sun for more than a couple hours cuz it will dissolve all over the place. Yeah, and then one piece And then of the straw, straw
1: from hay or Like a straw. hay
2: straw, like that yeah. like something like a horse would eat. Which is smaller than Which those. Was, the that was the straw? That was the straw that's how I drank the iced coffee from fucking Tucson. Right. It was amazing. Oh right. there is my Oh, half-mom. there it is. I made it 24 minutes in, 24 good for you. and a half good minutes you, in. Girl. Good. Yeah,
1: good. Fuck shit. Fuck fuck fuck. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> anyway, can't say anymore. Uh all right, so, what, so what, we could you... have these
2: alternatives or, you know, whatever. But what I read earlier this week, and I always kind of, it was kind of in the back of my mind. I'm like, there's something out there that's worse than straws when it comes to pollutants. Cigarette butts. Cigarette oh, butts account see. for like 80% of the pollution that's in the car, the gar- Pacific Isla garbage patch. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's like 80% of it is just cigarette butts. But you also have to understand, while we've had anti-smoking campaigns for 25, 30 years in this country and in Canada, uh, and, and then it, they, have, they have it a little bit in the... Um, China in, has it. In, in, but China never has. Right. Uh, it's, it's very prevalent to smoke, as we see the viral videos, of little kids smoking and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So those butts have to go somewhere, and they oftentimes end up in water, like in the river. Uh, And it goes directly into the ocean because there's it's there's nothing to strain it. There's not there's nothing. There's not even simple like, like if you see have you ever seen where the L.A. River meets? uh, I think it's in Long Beach. It might be Long Beach Harbor. I've been there, so you know what I'm talking about. Where the L.A. River meets it, there's actually a screening. Like it's a, a rotating. Uh, like a conveyor belt like a, that's kind of at a forty-five yes. degree angle, yep. and and it just dumps into barges as all that trash comes out. So, so floating down, yeah, yeah it yeah. comes floating down. Well, you know, I mean, at the very least, it's something because yeah. that shit is only about twenty years old. Because they didn't have anything about like that before. God. I can't imagine how disgusting it was. Well, you know, you, you, you they talked about it for years. You had red tides and fish die offs and all sorts of stuff and bacteria were. Places where people used to go and surf and swim and take their families and stuff, they couldn't get within 20 feet of the water because it stunk or it would make you sick. Yeah, But it's, you know, now starting to get a little cleaned up.
1: I have not swum in the Pacific Ocean in many years, but I don't remember. When was the last time I did this? Maybe God, it's been 15 years ago. I don't remember a bunch of trash on the ocean, you know, like Santa Monica area. They probably keep that area, that beach kind of clean, I'm guessing. You know,
2: uh, you know, I the I'm trying to remember the last time. Let's see, 2009, I think it was. Would have been the last time I was in the Pacific Ocean. I think. I don't think I ever really
1: swam uh, in the Pacific Ocean, except it was like Santa, Santa Monica Beach. No, it's cold. Yeah, absolutely, it's cold.
2: Uh, and now the last time I really, really swam was down and, and I, of course the, the beach was pristine and I don't know why California, why people t- say California beaches are trashy because it was Coronado beach. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like Coronado beach actually had like, uh, you know, it's, a uh, um, uh, San Diego. Right. And yep. it's, uh, in between Mexico essentially. Mik-tiku. And the make and uh, along the strand, so to speak up to mm-hmm. uh, 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 North Island Naval air station. Uh, so they actually have these weird Zamboni type things that sift the sand. They did. They like they, they have these big tractor. It con- kind of looks like a combine. Are they like a, on like the, to harvest they corn the, or something? Bit in the
1: water. Are they like
2: on? No, no, the... no they're on the. They are on the beach, and they'll okay. do like they'll they'll come through and do early in the morning. I think maybe late at night, um, or maybe midday they do it. Uh, they they'll do they'll do like four swaths all the way down the beach this is probably from trash
1: coming from the water people aren't just leaving trash behind exactly which is
2: but i think that's why they do it early in the morning too because i remember i was fortunate enough to stay at the hotel del coronado i had a friend whose whose sister worked i don't know if you you're familiar with the del coronado it's a beautiful orange it has orange it's known for its orange roof and it's also where like uh who was the uh king that abdicated the throne uh edward uh he abdicated nineteen thirty something, nineteen forty something. But him and who, like the lady that he, the American that he married, because he abdicated because he was marrying a commoner, right, and a, and a non-British citizen. Um, so so that, he moved. His... They moved here. That's where they lived. That's where they lived for like two years. So there's that. It's also known as being haunted. And hope I'll, it got uh, by. Oh, what we did okay. The, it was you know, yeah, right. I hope there's like this, this. There are streaks in this porcelain. <laughs> I did not get my mint on my pillow. No, the Hotel del Coronado is a world famous hotel okay. that I'm surprised you've never heard of.
1: I don't, I don't hang out with those fucking people. fucking
2: anyway. I got to stay there, but you know me, I'm like one of those F-bomb. weirdos. There it is. I, I stayed there, got the chance to stay there, and got up really early and went out for a walk on the beach, okay. like I like to do. It's like sure. 6 a.m. It's nice to do. People Except are out
1: there too sometimes. People are out there. Doing there were the a ton thing. of
2: people out there yeah. working on the cleaning the beach, <laughs> <laughs> okay. and I just couldn't. I just kind of sat and watched them. And they kind of waved off. It was like an hour. It takes them about an hour, and they clean and just go up and down the beach. About now, how long they is might, this beach? Just is it you know, miles, uh, that they were cleaning up? It's five miles, a mile and a half, two okay. miles, probably right. two miles. I, mean, I will call it two miles
1: with some of these machines and just people. Yeah.
2: Yeah, just okay. like dudes driving the machines and a couple dudes walking behind the machines to find anything that they may have picked up. There were okay. a few times where like there were big things that like a dude had to go in with like a pry bar and pull it up. No kidding. A lot of it, I think that, like Ow. you said, it was stuff that, oh no, do you got a cramp?
1: I think I had a scorpion. No, yeah, I'm okay. Jesus
2: Christ. Something stung my second toe. How about you put some goddamn shoes on? Maybe, <laughs> maybe get some uh, snake pants. I don't believe in uh, shoes. You're going to believe in shoes when you get like a
1: gangrenous toe or something. Some kind of other Gila monster is going to bite my gnaw on my big
2: toe. Anyway, yeah, cigarette butts. Mm-hmm. That is that is the most, that's, that's like the most common pollutant, or at least solid pollutant out there. I think
1: that's what I would do is uh, make people, if they were littering out and you know, about, I would make them sweep up and clean up cigarette butts at all the intersections. Yes. That's what I would do.
2: Weaving in and out of cars. Make prisoners do it. Yeah. Hey, let's take a break. Do we have to? Yeah, we should. I want to check your foot and make sure you're not dying. All right. We'll be back.
0: We come on this loop, John B. My grandfather and me. Around Nassau Oh uh-huh.
1: Yeah, we, casual. we
2: are more mattress talk you ready no please god no, no what gonna. is it called when a Don't. judge if we were trying to figure this out off air when when a judge wants to now i can't even i can't even elucidate the thought anymore but or the, or the concept it is trying to, when a judge uses his or her power to enact uh to put something into precedent because they personally want it to happen as opposed to Following, following the the rule of the law or the letter of the law or the the uh, the spirit of the law. They're like a and whatever judge, such I, and such judge, and I, I cannot know. think of what it is. We refuse to use our phones to look it up. I know. We anyway, hear it
1: all the time.
2: I want to touch on something that I found really interesting. Go ahead, touch on I it, Joe. F- touch I me. I found, yeah. Touch me now. I'm gonna touch on it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> wow. I don't want to. I don't want to touch it. <laughs> Oh, I can't do it. Touch on it.
1: Go ahead. I dare you.
2: Anyway. Truth or Dare. Boy, it's been a while since I played that. I don't know. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. We should get a couple of Phillies in here and <laughs> and, play, uh, Truth and, and play Truth or, or Dare on Good the podcast. Lord. I think that's a great idea. I th- I'm fairly certain shit would just get out of hand. It's been a couple decades uh, but at I, least. I. Th- oh, okay. Keep in mind that that two decades ago was 1998. I know. So I was in my thirties. I'm like, did you play it in your thirties?
1: <laughs> I don't think so. Oh God. Anyway, it's like when
2: people say twenty years ago, a lot of people st- like they have to take a moment of pause and realize that twenty years ago was not the '80s. Twenty it was, years ago it was, was
1: almost two thousand. F- right. <laughs> That's bad.
2: Oh man. That's how you know because you said Portia was born in two thousand. She was born in two thousand, which is it's incredibly. So and it's convenient. Yeah. That's how it was planned. Uh-huh. No, there was something I was reading up on that I've forgotten about. That I read a little bit of Arizona lore, and I don't remember. Uh, we, we we should call this segment "What did Joe find on Wikipedia this week?" Uh-huh. But it it started off as um, somebody told me that the Kingman Army or the Kingman Army Airfield. This it's not somebody that told me. I just I overheard a guy who's that I work with at the hospital. that's is very much a. Conspiracy theorist, I'm listening, and he's one has of to do with the airfield Well, yeah, well, he's one of those guys that thinks that, um that that believes in every conspiracy theory out there, and I'm sure there's a lot of stuff the government's hiding that you know that we don't know about, and that's fine. I'm I'm okay with that. Sure, but it's mostly like but the X47
1: that my friend got the Collier Award over, though. Mm. That's what it's about.
2: I like how you just decided to drop the <laughs> Collier Award. Look that up, folks. All right, go ahead. Okay. And uh, so he said something about the, well, take the Kingman Army Airfield or Kingman Airport. When it was just the Army Airfield, they started building that in 1933. No, they didn't. That's not. And I just kind of chimed in and I'm like, no, they didn't. They, they, that's not true. Uh, yes, they did. And I'm like, no, you're thinking of actually a few, uh, like a couple years prior to that, about 1931, the first Kingman Airfield, which was on airway. And he goes, excuse me. I'm like, no, that's where. It, that's in fact the, the 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 one of the original, like the terminal building is still is, there. Is still there, and it's uh, it's uh, Brown's drilling. Yeah, Brown drilling. Thank you. I, I knew it was a business. I couldn't remember at the time. Like the the terminal building is still there, and that's why Airway is called Airway. And it's also uh, it runs east west, and you and, you, and he, you
1: can see it in that photograph. In the background. The, in the tall, yeah. yeah the, the, of all the B-17s in the background, you can see the airfield. Let the record show that Mr. Gaines is pointing, pointing at, a, at, at, a, at a photograph
2: that no one out in the cyberspace can see. Can see out in the cyber.
1: Okay, so by the way, we will be going on air at some point. We're going to be having video.
2: It's going to happen someday. Yeah. That way, because then I'll make you get up and do show and tell. Right. So anyway, this guy, uh, he, he needed to be schooled, especially since he doesn't live here and doesn't know dick about this town.
1: And he didn't know there was another airport.
2: Uh, yeah, he had no idea that there was one prior to that. And I said, "In Lindbergh came here and all that," and uh,
1: make sure you tell these people that also it's the first. It was the first stop when they go transcontinental from yeah, Los trans- Angeles from yeah for, well, from to Santa here. Monica or Santa. Well, yeah, to here,
2: from Santa Monica to Kingman was the first leg, first and stop, then it, yeah. and it went from there. Uh, so I explained to him a little bit about that, and I said, and I, I can also tell you that my grandfather surveyed one of the runways here, and he didn't get here until 1943. So there, I, I'm telling <laughs> oh, you that there on, was it did, th- this, uh, that the Kingman Army Airfield did not exist. Don't prior bust, to bust his
1: conspiracy
2: I, bubble. I just I don't like it when people spread misinformation. You want to know what? Wait, wait. Did,
1: this is what the compar- con- conspiracy conspiracy person would say. Well, your father was part of the
2: conspiracy. See, it wasn't. Oh, that, and then I and at that point, that's when I that yeah. that's where I pull a Buzz Aldrin and just knock his fucking block off. That's
1: where people thought that because people were asking, There were people that have asked me about the flying saucers that are buried out here, which we've talked about before. In they're this
2: not show. buried here. They're being studied at, in a in a <laughs> hangar at Wright Pat Air Force Base and, in Fairborn, Ohio. Of
1: course, I would tell them that they are not out here. In which case. Half often they respond to be, well, that's because you're
2: you're in on it. You're part of the conspiracy <laughs> or the, ra- the, the, oh the background God. radiation from those uh, buried flying saucers yeah. that are clearly under your hangar. Yes. Is is creating super scorpions and mushing your brain. And
1: because we're talking about it now that we're talking about denying it also means that we're even deeper in the conspiracy. now. Yes. Because that's how we're throwing them off again. You another could be layer. The,
2: the deep throat. <laughs> I could be the deep. What throat. a terrible, terrible name anyway uh, God damn it I'm getting to something here is that what you want to talk about? Me. no it's not what I wanted to talk about so from there I started looking up the history of because uh, I knew Arizona had a pretty heavy uh, history well they, oh, and also that guy who said there's also uh you know remnants of the uh the uh, um, golden Valley uh what do you call it the Gr- Golden Valley fighter school that I'm like that's not in golden Valley that's in yucca and it's now Chrysler proving grounds Ford bought it from the for, Ford bought it originally in the early 1950s from the U.S. government. Oh, you're talking about the, the Yucca Airfield. Yeah, that was, that was an
1: alternative landing and alternative training a little bit from the Kingman. This is the main base. Yeah,
2: this was the main base, and that one out there they did different. They had different fighter. They had fighter yeah, that was training out there.
1: Something, yeah. But then there's also, but if you go flying around here in the right areas, like the the, the um, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, the landing strip in, uh yeah, sorry,
2: stop it. <laughs>
1: You're Your true man so of the nineties,
2: so bad. He loves the the, the landing strip.
0: <laughs> God. Good, in
2: sweet Christ, in, in, but I, in Meadview, there's a there's
1: a landing strip in Meadview. Yes, and that one is. I wish they would improve that, meaning pave it or something. Because I'd go flying out there. Anyway, it's uh, it's rock and dirt, and it's not bad if you've got a non airplane like mine. But anyway, that was an emergency landing. Uh, field for the, all the training going on, and there's also another one to just to the east of here. You can see it kind of clearly if you go flying around. You can see what the crossing runways were, and they did nothing more than take a bunch of bulldozers or something and leveled a bunch and, of shit out, and right. just said, "Okay, in case you have an engine failure or something, you these can are alternate. O- you can right. land
2: over there too." So anyway, because of that, and this guy not believing me, I had to. I looked up. I started looking up uh, different airfields in Arizona, and come to find out that there were a hell of a lot more than I thought. Um, but also World War II, how Arizona was involved in World War II. And I, I ran across a story I hadn't thought about in about 20 years, and it was about the Papago Park Camp Escape. Did you ever hear about that? Papago Park Camp Escape. Okay, so Papago Park is down in the Phoenix area, Okay, right? Back in the 1930s, 1940s. It was it was definitely in Phoenix, and it was a, it was like an, a quote unquote an urban park, but like Phoenix was you know small, hundred and fifty thousand people, two hundred thousand people, big city, biggest city in the state, but still not that big. Mm-hmm. And uh, Papago Park is you know just a nice little park area, but there was a. A POW camp there that had held uh, around three thousand prisoners. Does it still exist it's, on some? Yeah, there's now, or a or f- the housing? few buildings left over from it that they preserved, but for the most part, it's been leveled, and the whole area is now Papago Park. So you can go to the park. The park is still I'm there. Say there, is a and they have, there is a park. There is a park. is Papago okay. Park. Yeah. Okay, got it. Uh, and then someday I'd like to go there and just kind of, you know, fuck around and. Check out like the little because they have plaques and talking about the history of it. Okay, but what it was originally built was to house um, Italian POWs that were pulled out of the um, campaigns in Africa, mm-hmm. right? They were captured and send them as far away from from there as possible. But eventually, once U uh, boats started getting sunk or they started giving themselves up, they started taking uh, guys. The Nazis are called Kriegsmarine. Kriegsmarine was the the U boat folks, you mm-hmm. boat sailors. So a lot of those most of those guys that that became POWs ended up in Phoenix. Oh, but the Germans didn't like the heat. No, they didn't like the heat. Just uh, and they're real bastards about it too. Like there's a few stories you can read here and there, but the okay. my my favorite thing is is that they so somehow some I want to say his name was like Fossen Strug or something like that but it was um helmut von Fossen. no it was, was foss <laughs> wilhelm Fobel gossen bergen cough i'm pretty sure it didn't have cough at the end <laughs> i'll be able to tell you in just a moment okay just looking at his phone jürgen Fottenberg. Jurgen Fottenberg was Juergen like the lead. Fottenberg. He was a like a. I think they're like kind of the rank of like a lieutenant colonel. Okay. Even though he was, he was in he Navy, was on a U boat. Yeah, it was, U-boat? he was a captain of a U boat okay. that that uh, was uh, sunk off of uh, the Bahamas. Okay. Which is why they were able to recover everybody from it because they Very They sunk in twenty feet of water. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so he is uh, he and he was known as a kind of a pain in the ass, and they shipped him around to various uh POW camps because he kept trying to uh he kept trying to like unite these guys to escape. Okay. And they're like, you realize He's a that troublemaker he is a troublemaker. Like one of the camps was in upstate New York. Another one was in Florida. Another one in uh um uh, like Vicksburg area of, uh, was that Mississippi? Why don't they just isolate and, the guy for he didn't talk to me? Well, but he's, uh, he's a POW. He didn't do anything wrong except okay. be for the wrong side. Okay. That's due process. I know that in Trump's America, we don't have due process anymore. Oh. I'm just kidding. It started before Trump. That's true. Anyway. So, uh, eventually he ends up here in Arizona at the Papago Park camp. Mm-hmm a real concentration of I had to throw that out there. I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah. But hey, man, fuck them. A bunch of goddamn like when, Nazis. Like when
1: you buy orange juice, it's frozen in a can. It's concentrated in the can?
2: Yeah. Stop. All right. Okay. All right, go ahead. So these guys, they, they're, they're, they, 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 the people were there for two, three years. Finally, around Christmas, or like summertime, they're like t- sick and tired of the heat. They're like, we're going to tunnel out of this fucking place. Somebody acquired a map. And saw on there that the Salt River was about three miles away. Okay. So they gathered materials to build a raft. They gathered uh, materials to dig. Uh, they, under the guise of building a volleyball court, which okay. was apparently a thing. Okay. So they had two shovels, two pickaxes and wheelbarrows and whatnot. And they dug a hole under the showers, right? And dug down six or eight feet into a, you know your entrance shaft. And like three hundred over three hundred feet under the fence line, and tunneled out, and and uh, like uh, I think it was eleven of them escaped, and all of them were recovered. But this one guy, this one guy, the Jurgen Vaten, J- Jürgen Vatten, Jürgen Vattenberg. Okay, did they so, ever find out what happened? I mean, they escaped. Oh, okay, well, they they were escaped, okay. and they were all caught. Oh, but he was the last holdout. He was out uh, in like living in some cave. For about a month. In the Phoenix area somewhere. Okay, check this out. This is this is where shit gets really funny to me. This is where it's like the Nazis have all that German ingenuity and engineering and everything, but they but they, they didn't execute things very well. Right. They executed people very well, but not plans. Oh, oh. hi. <laughs> What they did was, is they, they had these, this map of the Phoenix area and said the Salt River on there, and they showed up and there was no water. Oh yes, because <laughs> it's Dumbass not always Nazis, right? Because it's not always, always flowing. flowing. Yeah, it's exactly. Not a, yeah. I, and, and, it's I not mean, like the Rhine. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So those guys, I guess they got like one of the guys ended up writing a book, which I ordered on Amazon last night. Oh. Uh, one of the guys ended up writing a book about the escape. And 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 I just read an excerpt from it, and it was about them all meeting up at the river and looking, to getting at on the this big non-water. ass raft. Yeah, they spent six months building this big ass raft and engineering it so that it could be collapsed and then inflated, like carried through the carried through the tunnel and then carried it on their backs across the desert for wow. several miles and then inflated. So um, this and, guy, and
1: it, the, but the one guy escaped
2: okay so they they, they, what they did is they they, once they got to the river they all scattered into smaller groups and they went some of them made it as far one of them made it as far away like originally the plan was to take the salt river to the gila river Mm. gila river dumps into the colorado and take the colorado into mexico okay uh jürgen vertenberg vattenberg rather the kind of the leader of the gang uh had had made arrangements for uh some nazi sympathizers or probably nazis themselves to come up out of South America and meet them at the Mexican border. Okay. And they were going to escape that way. So, which sounds like a lot of fucking work. Where, Like, I, I read the, to do. the conditions in the POW camp were not that bad. Like, right. they were better. So that's the thing. The only re- the reason why they didn't have more people trying to escape is they tried to recruit all these Kriegsmarine guys. The thing was is that all the Kriegsmarine guys are like uh, submariners now. They're They're crammed. Into the and eating horrible food for months at a time in the submarine. And they're like, We have sunshine, we have no snow. You can stretch. They're like, The whole reason why old people go to Phoenix there's no (laughs) humidity, the food's okay. We have plenty of room to stretch, and I'm getting a good tan. But the thing is, is that the officers in the Kriegsmarine got the good food, the private bunks. And so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So those guys are the only ones that had, that tried to escape because they weren't living high on the hog compared to what they had before, but everybody else under their command had. Which I thought was like all of this is really funny. It's almost like it's made up. And it and then I come to find out there was a Hogan's Heroes episode that was based off off of that. No uh, off of that. Yeah. And I, I have to track that Hogan's Heroes episode down but the there's a few things that are interesting about it is that you know they were initially going to try to escape to mexico um most of the guys that got caught within the first four or five days but uh jürgen vattenberg was the he him and uh one other guy were the two holdouts mm-hmm. and they found they hold up in a cave somewhere north of phoenix but it was way north of phoenix it was like 40 miles north of City center, and nobody knows exactly where it is because not a lot of this stuff was documented because it was classified. Because nobody, they didn't want to, like, they didn't want to let, like, the government didn't want anybody in America to know that some Nazis escaped. Oh, shit, no. Especially and made it through the desert when they're used to goose stepping all over Bavaria where there's water everywhere. So, water and uh, and, uh,
1: room temperature beer, which is cool, and, uh, you know. I'm trying to think of some other German thing. Kraut, kraut, sour. I'm trying to think of every possible stereotype I can think of.
2: Kartoffel, Salat.
1: You Remember right. that? Scat movies.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Going back to the intelligent uh, discourse that I was trying uh, to have.
1: This is fascinating, though. I've never heard of this. Okay, so that so
2: the best part is not the best part, but like the the to wrap it up, uh, Jürgen Vattenberg. The way he got caught was he was surviving and communicating with people inside the camp by sneaking, uh, meeting this guy halfway, once a week, and then uh, what, this one prisoner would sneak out, meet him, bring him some rations that he, that he kept, they would exchange information, and then swap. So this prisoner, enlisted man, somebody, you know, he was an officer, he would leave and go back to the cave north of Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herr Fottenberg would go into the camp, try to rally some more people and would, would would try to get more people to escape, and he couldn't get anybody to come with him <laughs> because they're like they're gonna shoot us on sight. I'm comfortable here, and they've told us that we will be repatriated after the war, and Germany will try us, like put us on trial if if need be. otherwise we're just we're just waiting for the war to be over, right. Paul, can I tell you, this is like, it's like late 1944 when they did this. Those guys were just, it's like all the enlisted men were smarter than the officers, which any of my military folks out there will tell you it's probably the fucking case. I think the
1: problem is, or here's why they didn't want to escape also, because I can say it was comfortable and all that, but they're also an ocean away. I mean, they're kind of... You know, it's 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 a tough battle, so to speak. Whatever. Once you escape from Arizona, oh yeah, to do the like you said, then people came out from the, the sympathizers came out from Central America or South America, whatever. And, I mean, that's a that's just a huge endeavor. It really is. So, um, and then the survivability s- possibility is probably. <laughs>
2: oh, he's so dramatic about it. I mm-hmm. love it. Are you better? Yeah. So yeah, probably very. Anyway, it, it was it was highly unlikely that it was going to happen. So what I really loved was like the, was the tail end of, of the story was it, the switching back and forth would go would go go on. And they finally they figured out that the one guy wasn't in his bunk when he was supposed to be like for roll call or something like that. So then they went on a manhunt and were like, okay. uh we think maybe this guy's helping some people on the outside. And Jürgen Vattenberg, what he ended up doing was he was actually headed into town to go back to the camp because he was tired of starving to death, like out in the, out in the sticks or whatever. And he was, gonna, he was actually going to go back into the camp.
1: And just decide what, to what say he that. Did,
2: Well, what he did was he had 75 cents in his pocket, and he went to a hotel in Phoenix. Now, I couldn't find for the life of me what hotel it was. He went into a hotel in Phoenix— Bought a beer and fell asleep on the couch in there, and when he ordered the beer, it was with a German accent. And it the because of he was he was kind of disheveled, he was wearing some questionable looking clothes, and he had the German accent, and they knew that there was a manhunt going on for an escaped POW that the hotel clerk called the police. So police the, came, arrested him, and took him to the camp.
1: So the people in Phoenix knew there was a German POW camp there. Oh, yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Now Jurgen Vattenberg, you ready for this? Mm-hmm. He was a uh, he did he died in 1995. Wow. Okay. And uh, this is fucking ridiculous. It just it just kind of blows my mind. So he probably listened to Nirvana. He <laughs> 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 just what the, probably. Just what had the, the hell's wrong with you? Say
1: he had that chance.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so he t- 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 he was transferred to Camp Shanks, uh, which is uh, upstate New York, and then uh, to a compound near Munster in 1946 before being released. He later in life became manager of the Lubeck branch of the Bavaria St. Pauli Brewery. He was no the manager shit. at St. Pauli Girl. Son of a bitch, right? That's and, funny. And, he, and he, he did that until 1990. Wow, he was ninety years old. He was born in nineteen hundred and died in ninety five. He was ninety hmm. years old. When, you know when he was still working there. I just found that guy to be super interesting. Yeah. Um, he also uh, was not um, Bavarian by birth. He was actually Polish, hmm. and he joined uh, after the invasion of Poland and lied about it. He actually scuttled several. He was he was known as being a troublemaker. And ignoring orders, and that's why he volunteered to go all the way across the Atlantic. And uh, also, I don't know if you ever heard the legends of uh, uh, of uh, German uh, sailors going in and partying in New Orleans. Have you ever heard? Have you ever heard those no. stories before? So he There's thought, rumors that that happens. So he, so he was like, going to
1: kind of exploit the war for right. on his own terms. He, sort of.
2: Well, because he he didn't like the fact that the Nazis invaded his homeland. Right.
1: Yeah, so he's like, fuck so, so it. As long as awards, I'm just gonna
2: get into mischief. And, e- exactly. So he kind of lied about his ethnicity, and uh, he looked the part. If you find pictures of him online, he was sick. He was pretty tall to be on a on the on a U boat. He was like six foot two, six foot two. Two hundred and twenty-five pounds, blonde hair, blue eyes. Like he, oh, he's like the he was like master race, prototypical master race. But except he was Polish, yeah, and his family was Jewish. Okay, so he, but yeah, it was like a real, this Jürgen uh, Jürgen Vattenberg, very interesting character, and lived in Arizona for a while. And you bought you
1: bought the book last night. Yeah, I cool.
2: yeah, I bought the book. Not his, it's not his book. The the other guy is. Um, uh. Friedrich Guggenberger, Friedrich Guggenberger, uh, died 1988, born 1915. What made him really, uh, what, uh, what made, made him really interesting to me was the fact that after the war, uh, he testified against a bunch of people. He testified in the Nuremberg trials against, uh, commanders of, of his, and, and he had a, he had if he would have gone to places where there were uh, Nazis still hanging out like Argentina or Brazil, he, had a problem. he would have had bullets to put to the back of his head because he was considered yeah. a traitor yeah. by them. Yeah. And because of all that help, he was given... Um, <laughs> this is so funny. Job at Disney World. No, 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 no. no. He, he became Deputy Chief of Staff in the NATO Command, AF North, which I didn't really look up, Allied Forces Northern Europe. Wow. So he was, he was a commander in NATO. Yeah, for until 1972.
1: These are all amazing. You know, you could make these. You you could make you could write serious novels about all this shit and make movies with so many. There's so many things out there that can be told. Stories can
2: be told. That 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 stuff right there fascinates me because it's it's like right in my own backyard. It's the um, it's like a several. I don't know if I told you about this. About a it was 2005 or 2006. Um. The friend of mine and I, just, we went on a kind of a road trip down toward the like the Yuma down the down toward Yuma mm-hmm. to find the post internment camp, which is where a lot of Japanese Americans were interned uh, during the uh, during World War Two.
1: I have an internment camp story. I was going to wait until you finished your first one, but go ahead and talk. You know, now will Well, I just life.
2: you you can't really get to it, right? I, I mean, you can. Uh, okay, I take that back. So the Poston one is down. That's down. That's the one that everybody visits and everybody cries. And I think the the <laughs> it's one of the most inappropriate things I read about it was in some online article. like you know it's the uh, uh, it's it's the Japanese Americans Auschwitz.
1: Not and right. I actually
2: heard uh, or read uh, uh, what's his name uh, George Takei from mm-hmm. Star Trek who lived in an internment camp for five years when he was a kid. His parents mm-hmm. lost everything in the, in the Bay Area and had to start over from scratch. And uh, he's also been a bit advocate for letting people know, hey, this is really bad, and this is something that was done in our own backyard to our own citizens, and people yep. need to know that. Um, but when he said that he's, I, 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 he, in true, uh, yes, uh, that, that voice that he's got is so mm-hmm. distinct, I wouldn't call that the Auschwitz of uh, of of north america this is not that's not right that not that many people died it was horrible conditions but please believe me it wasn't anything like what the folks had to deal with in in germany and Poland. Yeah. anyway it's like on those two when that woman and man escaped from the prison here down the road when they call them the modern day bonnie and clyde yeah they weren't bonnie and clyde <laughs> they just bonnie and clyde did cool shit like burn credit documents right. and banks Going so in banks did... and the banks in broad daylight yes.
1: With with Tommy
2: guns. It it was it was just like, was like this one dude who's a murdering murderer and his <laughs> side hoe busted out of jail <laughs> and, and went they, and murdered people. I, that's not Bonnie and, and, and Clyde. And then they also caught him in like a state campsite or something
1: just hanging out I'm sorry. Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde. They ca- seriously, that's what really
2: media. Bonnie and Clyde. Bonnie and Clyde burned mortgage documents so that people could own their houses. That's why they were American <laughs> heroes on the run for like two years, I think. Right, and then they finally got when they—if you saw the movie, of
1: course—the uh, famous one and the yeah. last gun scene, where odd got fucking just pelted with machine guns in their Model A or whatever the there, they and it had, and was modified, wasn't it? It was yeah. a modified Model Some, A or something. I don't know if it was. A mo- someone's gonna smack us for that, but anyway. Anyway, it's like so. The, so it was not the modern. It, was it not wasn't the that, It wasn't.
2: It wasn't anywhere near that. But I also knew something. My grandfather told me and said that there were more than just the ones that people talk about. Yes. And they were. If you dug, which through, is the one I'm going to tell you about. It, is it down by needles? Nope. Because that's the one I found I, on Google Maps, and I went. Ex- me and my nope. friend John went exploring, and that's where we hopped the fence. I actually hopped the fence. Used the. Um, I saw it on. I think it was Terminator but I saw them do that where you take a rug and you throw it over top of the razor wire and then you just climb up the fence and just hop over the rug. So it doesn't hurt you. Right. And did literally did that. Went in there, took a bunch of pictures, looked around, didn't really touch anything. And then, and then came back. And I can't think of the name of that internment camp, but it's down it, around the needles area. It's on the Needles side, like the, the, the California side of the Colorado river. And it's down in that area, but they never talk about that camp. And I don't know why, I don't know if it was atrocities were committed there. Or something uh, here's horrible, my but, story. Alright, fine. All right, so I see Mr. S- Gaines I, has the floor. I see your uh, POW camp story
1: and raise you a stealth unknown internment camp World War II story. Okay. Anyway. Stealth even, is it Well, okay, so there was this Navajo female that I used to know. Did I tell you the story? Like, I don't does think that, so. that sound familiar at all? No. That, that first sentence?
2: No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, does it, it does it matter what tr- what her tribe affiliation is? Yes, because this, okay. this story happens in
1: Navajo Nation.
2: You know, up in the, up. In <gasps> you th- did tell me this, but I don't know if the people know about this. Me- yeah. I remember no. I re- re- I remember yeah, now.
1: So so we're having this conversation one night, and it had to do with about when she was a little girl and horseback riding, and there was a known. I'm going to screw half this up, but the bottom line is there was a known um, grave site of some of the uh, the Navajo people that were up in that area. So she'd always go exploring and dig around and dig around. And I'm going to really truncate it and really cut it short. But um, I think her grandfather would say, just don't really go up there. There's no reason you should go up there. And there's stuff you shouldn't know about or see. And things like that. So Protecting her because she's a little girl. Right. So... I'm going to just cut to the chase. She said that her grandfather told her, and this was not in the news or no one really knew about this. this isn't, and what this is why it was Navajo Nation because it was a little bit more easier to hide that the U.S. government had in a Japanese internment camp up in this area and ended up when the war was over, they didn't want to fucking process anybody doing they just shot them all. And, and killed them all and dumped them in a mass grave. Jesus. That's what she told me. Now, Can
2: you imagine if that was actually true, if that it was might provable? Be. I mean, might, no, I, yeah. the government, U.S. government's done some, sure. all governments have done some really horrible shit, but the U.S. government has definitely done some pretty nasty shit so I was, for the good of the nation. So, so, so I was in,
1: intrigued by this, and I like to poke my nose in areas where I shouldn't, but I, I was, I I almost, I mean, I probably could have convinced her to take me up to this area and let's dig around and find find this thing and what what would we get out of it though and she's like yeah it would be interesting to do that And but then what would we do like what if we did actually find it you know and it wasn't known by anybody and then so what do you do with that information you know do you just I don't know so that, that was the big question we, we, well we, and how we, do you pr- about prove
2: it seven, 70 years later 80 years later well people like can do that obviously there's there's yeah. science behind all that well yeah there's, that's true because uh, I'm sure that each one of those people like if you went through and, and, and you could I bet they didn't falsify all the data. There's got to be something there. I'm not saying it's a conspiracy theory. I'm sure that some some horrible shit like that went on. I just wonder if... Uh, I. Uh, there's a lot of things I know that are in the past that we could dig up if things were digitized, but they purposefully were not digitized. Mm-hmm. And you could get a Freedom of Information Act you know. this uh, stuff. But the Germans kept impeccable records they, with everything. They really did. Even their...
1: Jews, they were going to be using and killing.
2: Oh, they had. Well, that's why there was it was it was so easy to incriminate all those guys. Yeah, there wasn't a single person at the Nuremberg trials that was acquitted. I mean, you know, like they they're all convicted. They love to keep the Uh, records accurate.
1: Mm, That's uh,
2: again that shit fascinates me. And there's that movie that's coming out, which I can't remember what it's called offhand about the Nazi hunters. Which the last time we were talking, I think uh, it kind of showed up on the screen. And I, oh, I went home yeah. and I, I ended up watching the trailer for it and come to find out of the story I was telling you about uh, Mossad agents getting together as Nazi hunters and going um and going into Brazil yep. finding the guy based off of dental records mm-hmm. drugging him dressing him up like a drunk uh, uh flight attendant this is a and taking him on a plane story, and yeah. taking his ass back to Israel and put a motherfucker on trial yep and I that you can't make that up no you that's that's fucking true, and their secondary target was Dr. Mengele, because they knew kind of where he had lived, and they had tracked him down, but he had gone by the time they got there. They couldn't spend—he was a secondary target. If, if they were able to get him, they were going to take—but they—yeah, I can't but, remember— But think about that. If you
1: were a Jewish part of this um, Nazi hunter group, and however they came about, or how they were formed, or whatever— and if you, of course, probably weren't a big fond of the Germans or the Nazis. No, not exactly. Yeah, so if you were youngish and you were smart, this would be an assignment that you would probably want. Absolutely. you like, hell yeah, let's there go people, halfway and, and, around the world and find these. From fuckers. what I
2: understand, people signed up like left and right just to, oh, just yeah. to do this. But what they did is they handpicked people, mm-hmm. people with um, multilingual skills, which yeah. was a big one, it was like these guys speaking, uh, you know, learning to speak. Uh, like three different dialects of Brazilian, like one uh, whatever or port, it's like because it's it's Brazilian is like Portuguese yeah. light, and so you have that. But there's also other di- native dialects that are mixed in with the Portuguese and Spanish. That kind of met th- these guys had to learn this stuff to go there. Wow. And and I I find this shit just absolutely fascinating. But also like that guy was one of the uh, 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 Spandau Seven. Which remember I sent you that link to mm-hmm. Spandau, yep. Prison. Yep. Spandau Prison. Spandau uh, Prison held. I mean, it was a it was a medieval era prison. I think it went back to like the 1100s or something. Which now it's like a Win Dixie or something. I know there was an Aldi's there. I know I read that. There up, read up on I haven't it. I've seen was... a Win Dixie and forever. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, it was an Aldi's. Which I know you're familiar with, and yeah. a lot of our uh, Southwestern listeners would have no idea what I, is. I went to an
1: Aldi's uh, when I was back in Atlanta last year. Grew time.
2: up on Aldi's. The, yeah. the only way my mom could have ever fed us boys, like for well, real. This was a new one. Apparently, they're
1: all not super nice, I guess, but this was a very brand-new, clean, remodeled Aldi's, uh. and it was kind of cool.
2: Yeah. Uh, kind of dug it. They do everything to cut as many quarter corners um, to make things as efficiently, efficient as possible. You have to pay for your own bags or you bring yep, your own you bags. You bring your own. We always just to bag your out. own stuff. They don't have any you have bag, baggers there. bag your own stuff. Uh, it's super bulk. The carts, uh, you have this little... Uh, you
1: have to pay money for You them. have to pay money and you get it back when you return it. Right. So there's not a bunch of stray carts all over the damn place.
2: Yeah. Anyway, Spandau Prison had seven prisoners that were either from... that were imprisoned from either the Nuremberg trials they were convicted of crimes against humanity or they were caught in various places and brought there, and the last one to die was Rudolf Hess, and he died in like 1980 or something like that. Yeah, and he was there by himself for 25 years. He eventually like uh, was accidental strangulation. Like, have you have but, you seen anyway, Speaking of Hess
1: and the Germans and all these different names that we all know and love back in Nazi Germany? Um, <laughs> Jesus, did you uh, have you ever seen the uh, the uh, movie uh, Our Brand Is Crisis? No. Okay. I don't think so. So this, was, uh, this came out a couple years ago, and I thought it was a fascinating movie because this is when we were helping get our current council elected. Right. right. And it's, it's Sandra Bullock, and she uh, and who else is in it? Uh, who's um, uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Mm-hmm. He's in this movie. And I don't know if it gets good scores or not, but I, I watched it a few different times. But it was about uh, she was a political uh, strategist, who retired and she's still fairly young, but she bought a place up in Colorado and is making clay pots. You know, she was burned out, you know, she, you know, just killed herself being a very well-known, very high up there. Someone who orchestrates very famous political person's campaigns. And, uh, so the movie kind of starts out where this, these cars are kind of going up this hill and it looks kind of like an official vehicle and they knock on her door and, and they're there to try to hire her to, you know, to to knock off her boots and come back and let's do another one, and it happens to be for this campaign, like in Central or South America. Excuse me, I think it's Peru. I believe the there's a Peruvian election going on, but American strategists on all different sides are are helping them down there, be, being paid a lot of money of course, yeah. to help them win. Anyway, the point is, is that at some point, so the the two the nemesis is Sandra Bullock and uh, Billy Bob Thornton. They're on the different sides but they, they have a, like, this love-hate relationship because they both do the same job, but they hate each other because they're on the opposite sides for their campaigns. Yeah. So um, uh, Sandra Bullock is reading, because she knows how the other guy uses her for information that kind of... So she's at, at some convention or something in the theater seats, kind of by herself reading, because she knows that Billy Bob Thornton is going to approach her and ask her and just try to try to psych her out or something. She's reading this, this book from a German author, and... Uh, and uh, he sits down. They start kind of bullshitting each other, trying to outfox each other and what they're saying, and how they're trying to outsock each other for the campaign and all that stuff. And uh, she goes, "Oh, what are you reading?" And she goes, "Oh, just from so and so from uh, a Helmet uh, Schwartz or whatever it was, <laughs> which it w- wasn't Schwartz, obviously, but, probably not Schwartz. but but uh, but but he's t- he's bullshitting." And she goes, "Oh, here's a, a great quote." And then she, she quotes, she reads this very short quote. And uh, he goes, oh, that's that's great. And uh, and then he goes away and he goes, God, that's a fantastic, you know, he, he, he's going to use this please, quote.
2: Please tell me he uses it in a speech and it's like fucking Hitler or something. Goebbels.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, even.
2: Even better. Yeah. So in in Central America or South America, of course, there's going to be people. There's going to be people that recognize that quote.
1: And she, of course, did that on purpose because she knew he probably would use
2: a good quote from and then they could go. "Yo, so and so uses the Goebbels quotes. Oh, I would be so fucking mad. (laughs) I would go over there and punch her right in the butt. God damn it. You, wouldn't, but, you,
1: wouldn't you love to kick her in the butt or punch her in the I, butt?
2: Yeah, I, I would or, like to touch Sandra Bullock in any way, shape, or form. She's what, an American treasure. Who's she with now? I don't even care. Not me. <laughs> not yet. Not with you. No, I'll, I'll anyway, that, she's that real was, old and crusty. It's kind of a fun movie. I know it's,
1: it's, it's not. What, what it, is it, it called? It's uh, Our brand is Crisis. Gotcha. So th- that's what they were trying to do because she was not into this at all. They were paying her a lot of money, and she went down there, and she just says, I hate my life. I'm, I can't believe I agreed to this. Is what she's thinking to herself. And then she finally she finally is piecing this whole thing together, and she goes, "We gotta, we gotta have a crisis. We gotta call certain things a crisis in our country, and that's how we're gonna brand all this stuff.
2: Our brand is crisis. I you like know, that. Yeah, speaks uh, leaps and bounds. Look at this guy on CNN right now, all the way to the right. He looks like the thing.
1: He does look like the thing.
2: You know, in uh, Reservoir Dogs, when it was like, who, who is this guy? He looks like the thing. He also
1: looks like Uncle Fester.
2: Yeah." From the Addams Family, well, it, you people that are, if, all you millennials have no idea what the
1: Addams Family is.
2: What the fuck is that? Do you fuck know what the Adams Family yes, is? Yes, you cock. First and foremost, <laughs> Nick at Night. Oh, there you go. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> Second off, there's a successful franchise of movies in the 90s called The Addams Family. Oh, it's true. With Morticia yes. Adams played by the lovely, can't remember her name. Yeah, what was her name? And Raul Julia was the other guy.
1: Yeah. Who was that? Anyway, More so he looks shows. like you said what? Um, the, what uncle, not, uncle Uncle Fester. I said Uncle Fester. And you said he looks like the thing because he's thing. orange. He's, yep. he's
2: look how orange he is. He looks like he's made out of rock. Right. Anyway. So anyway, so there it is. The, the Im- we, Impressive history in Arizona. That's well, not exactly awesome.
1: But that could be a movie too. I mean, think about think about a movie based on that and, and unveiling this kind of. It's not even a scandal. It's like. It's part of our America, it's part of our shitty dark history that we have we have a number of bad things and i lo- I'm glad that I was born here I can tell you that but if that there, really did, there's I'm, definitely I'm,
2: some dark stuff back there that I would like to know more about
1: i could think I would think that my story is plausible yes you well know?
2: i'm going to go home i I've, I've, tonight's one of my turnaround nights so I will be up late and i'm going to try and uh, i kind of want to
1: i don't f- think there's anything see on it. if there's anything i't do ah, think...
2: there's there's probably something out
1: i there don't about know. It. And I there's no way I could find this person again because we parted waves. But um, what did you do? I didn't really do anything, you know. It wasn't really. She also told me about about her family and stuff when it was you know when we came through and tried to straighten out the Indians and educate them and uh, separate them,
2: straighten them out. I like I used to straighten them out, separate them
1: from their families and give them a normal Western education. You know all that. Yeah, that's, that's, oh, that was yeah. true.
2: No, that stuff is really bad. Yeah. Yeah, so although luckily those the, the the a lot of the schools that they were, that were where they would take the kids from their family mm-hmm. away from the res to anglicize them so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, th- a lot of those the bigger ones have been turned into Native American colleges and universities. Okay. Which is pretty cool. I know there's a big one in Kansas uh, that a couple of people I know went to, which is really I I've always thought was really neat.
1: Did you like the comment our mayor made today about? Walpie Nation. They were being uh, Walpie Indians, but being night, yeah, Indians being lovely neighbors.
2: Yes, (laughs) it was like it's no wonder she really just screwed the pooch on national television. I I
1: texted Joe and said, "quote neighbors,"
2: and and all I could think (laughs) of is like typically someone who I didn't throw off land and keep on some of the shitty arid land. (laughs) <laughs> like say you can have that we're going to take all this i typically wouldn't call those people neighbors my my father I, was not that i'm trying to like because <laughs> like it's in the past we won they lost sure. i get it that happens all over the world it, everywhere it, 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 it just... fucking happens and we need yeah. to move past it but yeah. also part of the problem with the native american population in this country part of the the biggest the, their biggest problem is us enabling them to be the way they are, they're now like in the fourth yes. generation. It is a problem of of of, of welfare recipients. It's a and it's, serious it, it's, problem. Yeah, and then on top of that, you give them just enough money to get in trouble, but not enough money to improve their station. Yeah, that's why Indian casinos are so popular and work so well. She she also said she's telling me about how the
1: transition when she was when she was young a little girl to where now or now ish. Where they had, you know, back when she was young, they had a chief, you know, that would come around. And it was a big damn deal. And he was, the head, he was the head of, he was respected. It was what he said went. That was it. Kind of kept everything straight. Yeah. And then they kind of quit doing that routine and then it just all kind of fell apart.
2: Well, and they went to a more of a, a presidential yes. uh, yeah. type of thing. Because you, you have your, you have a president of the Navajo Nation, which, I, I and that's just a Navajo Nation. I don't know how others work. Just just because I have some experience with that. Because I used to go out there for Frontier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was all you know uh Chin Lee and Window Rock and <laughs> over in a ship rock, New Mexico and stuff so i had been all over the res and known lots and lots of wonderful people but uh, but they all kind of said that that if we went back to local regional chiefs that met at a council once a year or yeah. every two years that we would it it, it we our culture just lends itself to that and it's missing that part yep. of the culture and that's why
1: they're all it's kind of screwed up. She was, but saying there's that. a whole
2: bunch of them up top that are that are just they're corrupt. Yep, they're corrupt as hell, and they try to stay in power. And they like they tried to. Uh, did you hear about that the uh, like tramway into the Grand Canyon that the Navajo Nation was trying to do oh, at the yeah. confluence? Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. I I don't normally jump on activism shit like that too hard, but I I, I, how, I jumped on that and educated the shit out of myself, and I, I was like, I can't
1: remember how we or whoever stopped it. How did that? I, I it wasn't we this.
2: that stopped it; it was they that stopped it okay, because so the the council, the Navajo Nation Council, voted it down. And the only dissenting uh, vote, you know, or the, the only one for, you know, uh, the the building that thing in the confluence was the guy whose like brother owns the construction company that would have the. The The contract to build that whole, develop that whole thing. Yes. And then, uh, oh, God, what is his name? I met him before, and I can't think of his name. He's a former president of the Navajo Nation. He was, when he resigned about six years ago, maybe, I don't remember if it was like money thing or real estate thing or something, but he resigned because he was going to go to jail. So he resigned. They dropped charges. But then he went and got a whole bunch of investors together and was the one that came up with the idea uh Shirley Joe Shirley was is his name Joe Shirley came was the one that kind of hey let's do this tram it's like they have in Palm Springs and but instead of going up this one's going to go, go down. down
1: around all the beautiful area of the confluence yeah and they were
2: like estimating how many visitors would come in there and how many pounds of feces and how many gallons of urine was going to have to be trucked oh, out God. and all this horrible shit and I'm like because it would be at the confluence of the um Little, Little Colorado, Colorado and the Colorado. Colorado have you ever been there and seen what that looks no, like No
1: I've seen aerial pictures there's a friend of mine that flies there all the time it's Disneyland. beautiful it's gorgeous yeah it's
2: also sacred to the navajo the hopi the Supai, the uh, the wallapai like they're it's it's a sacred land to like four big fucking tribes mm-hmm. and this one guy who was one of the other tribes was kind of kicked out cuz he's a corrupt fuck he's going to build a goddamn tramway in there to just like all these nasty assholes <laughs> going had, 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 had they done it we
1: could have said man you guys you guys out
2: yeah, America, yeah, You out white guy yourself? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> what is it like you went and buy your own smallpox blankets? What the fuck? <laughs> Speaking of, I have to send a shout out to Charlie because he sent me something I hadn't seen in a long time. Is uh, we all know that the swastika predates the Nazis, yes, by many, many different cultures and by. Uh, like, in the far, like like ten thousand years. Was it in the far east or something? I'm gonna all, say all over the world. They found in the South Pacific, etched into stone, like all sorts of stuff. Right, okay. right. Well, the Navajos have one. I can't. Write. It's a four points of something. I think Jasmine made a comment about it, but uh, I, I think Charlie and Lisa last weekend for their they just wanted to get away and mm-hmm. they went. I think they went up to the north North Country and. Probably ran across some of those, and you know, uh, when you say North Indian country, blankets. What do you mean North country? North Country? Like the north northern half of Arizona. Okay, like you know, the northern third of Arizona that's all forest. and okay, not sure. desert. I that don't. Nobody knows I don't know how
1: far north we're talking. I don't know
2: north country north, north and east of here okay the northern third <laughs> of the state the colorado plateau got want, it thank how you how fucking specific do you want waypoints i just
1: thought you meant like yeah i thought you meant like you know north dakota or canada yeah they went the north to north country
2: yeah they went to the up uh, the north country the high country <laughs> jesus christ we went to the
1: arctic circle that's it <laughs> i'm that's it anyway. so they went out there and they, fa- they and, so and i found don't know these... i
2: don't know what it is i'm speculating that charlie found like or ran across some of the the uh, Nazi Indian blankets. This native, it's just native. <laughs> it Look like blankets swastikas that, all over. They, it. they yeah. are swastikas, but they're they're not cockeyed. They're you know? straight. Yeah, they're straight, and they they point. For left. some reason, I thought that, yeah, yeah
1: they pointed the other way. But then I looked at his that he I saw the pose. I thought wait that does point the same way because I think that it points to the. It depends right. on the
2: culture. Like some of them go one way, some of them go the other way. I don't all think right. it really. I, I don't know that it matters that much from but, culture but, to culture. But didn't
1: Hitler do a good job with? <laughs> <laughs> Joe, oh, no. No, really. no, like no, no. Don't ask questions like that. No, no. I'm just saying I'm not a pro Hitler. I'm just saying. I mean, they knew how to market. I mean, they really did.
2: Yeah, across no. Across the board. What was the guy's, what was the dickhead? Goebbels. 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 Can we just talked about, Goebbels. yeah. The, the, but, that but, was the but, like, marketing but, manager. But with the red, like the the, vivid, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to edit that out. <laughs>
1: i don't think she listens to our podcast anymore i don't she i don't used to. i
2: think if she i think if she were smart she would actually she should she probably does yeah you may have to anyway you have
1: to you may have to you better mark the time you know, i'm on it i'm <laughs> on top of it <laughs> anyway oh, shit. but think about it. that bright vivid screaming red with that crisp white circle with the black, black, black swastika right in the middle. Yeah, the combination. You don't you know Hitler was around there. He had a bunch of sketch pads. I bet he had a whole bunch of You're them. You're so ridiculous. I'm serious. He, I, no, I'm, he was I'm. the one that came sure. up with this.
2: I think it was him that said, "Here's how we're going to do
1: this." I don't think it was someone else that created it from some other you know marketing I, firm and I, I guarantee Germany.
2: you that somebody else. He 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 marketed that or marketed out. He uh, uh, farmed that out to somebody. I don't. Bet I do He I, didn't. I think
1: he did that. Well, he came up with the symbol. I know. I think he—that was his idea to, to steal that. Right. I'm pretty sure about that. Okay. And I'd just be willing to bet because he was obsessed with certain things like that. So I'll be willing I, to I bet. I think
2: you're reading more into Raiders of the Lost Ark. No. I think that's part of the problem. But it is
1: a a very it is a very powerful looking flag. Forget the fact that it's a swastika. No, it is Stark, and, and it no, is no, like no, I get bam, it. and like you can't you can't mistake it. You know, it's, it's called the, a it's the Nike swoosh of.
2: That's the Navajo. Yeah, that one where, goes Navajo to the left. Navajo, whir, like, whirling logs. That one goes to the left. Yeah, it goes whir, to the left. Yeah. Whirling logs. But then he goes, oh, you guys should get Lisa these earrings. <laughs> he shows me the <laughs> same same design in, like, in silver oh. Navajo beautiful jewelry. I know you can't see the price tag over there. It's $225. Ouch. Um I was cracking up. I'm cracking up because, and then he posted posted the picture on Facebook, and I'm like, I wonder if anybody will take it down. But you can clearly see it is, one, not a Nazi flag. Two, not a, Nos, a Nazi swastika because it's facing the wrong direction. A lot and of people don't know that. It's not cockeyed. Though. I understand that, but like, I feel like that symbol is something that is so, so much older than that. I really wish that there was a way to take it back. Because oh, yeah. I think it's really neat looking symbol. I like the symmetry of it. I it's like the, the
1: word gay.
2: Well, I don't. I I still use the word gay mostly just to make people uncomfortable.
1: I know, but my stepmother really misses that word.
2: No, I mean in the, in the other context, the yeah, actual like, context, like happy. I had a gay day. Like, how lucky. how was your day? Oh, gay as hell. It was great. And they're like, what? I I landed a so got... glider in gay Georgia. Well, uh, most of Georgia is gay. Did you, look did look. you see uh, I did. I landed I, uh, in a field. It was in Gay, Georgia. What about Mount Gay Rum from no, Jamaica? Didn't. Yeah. It's not very good rum. Don't, don't, don't chug all I'm that not gay. Gonna,
1: I'm not going to swallow that gay.
2: Don't swallow all that gay all at one time. I won't. I'm not going to. Lord Almighty.
1: Can we knock it off? Yeah, now? let's
2: knock this off. All right. This has been Cartoon Casual. We're going to do more Nazi flag research. Probably not. I am. Oh, okay. Well, Paul can. <laughs> Paul, ne- and next re- thing you know, we'll be doing this live via satellite from Argentina. I'm going to report back to you. Also, look into the fact that uh, Volkswagen uh, uh, compact and subcompact cars were built in uh, Brazil. We've talked about that. I know. I just I just want people to look more into it. Yeah. All right. You got anything else, Paul? No. All right. Me either. Get out of here. Okay. Bye.